Do you ever feel like something is in your way, stopping you from where you want to be? Sometimes we forget to consider that what might be in our way is ourselves. So how do we combat that? Today, I, Justice Gregory, am joined by my co-host Austin Greer and our guest Fontes Hill to talk about denying yourself for the betterment of the kingdom. This is the Kingdom Advance Podcast. to the Kingdom Advance Podcast and with myself and Justice Gregory Fontes Hill. What's up? Yes, sir. We are more than halfway to 10 episodes. You want to say what about it again? Uh, we This is our third time recording. It's uh, It's been a struggle the first two times. Yeah. But I think the third time, lucky, it's going to be lucky. Yeah. I agree so with what they we say. got Fontes Hill with us from Ballard Memorial High School. That's where you um, graduated high school. And your Campbellsville alumni, mm-hmm. Mr. Campbellsville University oh. himself, is sitting with us. Oh, where you at? No, that's <laughs> you. <laughs> 2016, Mr. Campbellsville yeah. University. Did you know that about me? I had no idea. Yeah. I'm, I'm impressed. But we're, we're glad you're on the episode. Yeah, good, good to be you. here. Good to be here with you guys. Uh, man, I was just telling Colton, so you guys started college in 2016. Mm-hmm. Did you too? Uh, I graduated high school 16. Wow, yeah. So all of you guys are either just graduated or seniors now. So I started working for Campbellsville in 2016. So it's like all of y'all have grown up. And And a funny story, the first week I was here on campus, um, you had just joined Church Outreach, who I was working for. And I didn't know that, and I come up to you, and I was like, "Oh, hey, man, uh, what's your name?" And he's Fontes, and I was like, "Oh, are you a freshman here?" Yeah. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, it still happens today. Yeah. Like, as, yeah. As, I mean, that's a good thing when you're like 40. People will be like, right. "Hey, are you in your 20s?" So. Yeah. Whenever people come into the dorm in Harrisburg, they'll be like, "Oh, what year are you?" I'm like, "I'm the RD." Yeah. <laughs> I'm uh, 45. <laughs> yeah. So you you currently reside in Harrisburg, where you. <laughs> Our resident director at Harrodsburg Campbellsville University branch. How's that been going? Um, well, we're going to be talking about wilderness and some things today. It's going great now. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I first moved there, it was we had some ups and downs. We had some troubles and some challenges, which again I'll hit on a little bit. Mm-hmm. But now we're in a time where everything is booming. And we're seeing some really cool stuff. So, Sweet. Yeah, yeah, that is good. And you said you said wilderness, and that also correlates with another term you mentioned to me prior to um, starting is crushing. Yeah. And elaborate on that a little bit, the, the concept of crushing, and T.D. Jakes talks about it in his book a little bit. Yeah, so there are some preachers who talk about crushing, or maybe they might call it dry seasons, or wilderness seasons, just whatever the term is. It's pretty much whenever you are tried by fire. And what that means is whenever you're going through the heat and the challenges of life, whenever things get tough, what's going to happen? Like, what are you going to do about it? And so T.D. Jakes, he talks about how whenever you go through the crushing of life, whenever life squeezes you. So there's another preacher that talks about the apples and oranges and what comes out of those things. I'll just give you Mm -hmm. the analogy, okay? So if you squeeze an apple, you're going to expect... Apple juice to come out. You guys probably heard this before. If you squeeze an orange, you're going to expect orange juice to come out. It'd be weird if you saw orange juice come out of an apple. Likewise, it'd be weird if you saw apple juice come out of an orange. 
it'd be weird if you seen anything but Jesus come out of a Christian Ooh. whenever you okay. get squeezed by life. And so whenever life pushes against you, whenever you get challenged in life, whenever things get tough, are you going to cry out to Jesus or are we going to complain? And that's been the last year and a half of my life was me being delivered from complaining. That's good. That's really good. And I want to read just a little quote um, from the book. This is how chapter one starts out. It's a, it's a quote from Helen Keller. It says, only through experience of trial and suffering can the soul be strengthened, mm-hmm. ambition inspired, and success achieved. Mm-hmm. So like hearing that, like only through experience of trial and suffering can we be at our best. Well, like what does that look like? Are there any stories that come to mind? thinking about trial and suffering for you? So whenever I was in Campbellsville, I had top-notch joy. I mean, everything was going well. In 2017, I had, I guess you would call it an encounter with the Lord, where our relationship was, it was like the, the DTR, defining their relationship or determining their relationship. And so I just advanced with him, and things became more real in my life. So I left Campbellsville main campus in um, 2018 and moved to Harrodsburg. It's 2020, so it's going on two years. It's been tough the last year and a half going on two years there, simply because whenever you start something new, so we started the dorms there. It was the first time having dorms. Uh, the church outreach program, we started that there, and it was my first time getting into um, teaching. I was engaged, so I don't recommend doing one-year, year-long engagements. Those are tough. Uh, we were talking about that earlier. Mm-hmm. If, if you want to go a year, seek some advice first, okay? It's it's hard, all right? But um, I was just going through all that. I was in my master's degree, so it was just so many things that was going on that came to the surface whenever I actually moved into an environment that was even worse than where I was currently at. Mm-hmm. So whenever I got there, whenever things were beginning, I was starting things up fresh and new, I realized that the environment that I was now surrounded with was a little more darker than the one that I came out of. So what God was doing with me was he was trying me by the fire and he was pushing me through the heat of life. So, you know, I'm going through um, all these new changes and everything and I realized that I am a complainer and I've never been like that. Like, you know, I've, I've always been the tough kid. You know, I play football and um, been through foster home and all that stuff growing up. And so I never complained. I was always the humble person and it was just pretty much toughing up. But whenever all these things started happening at this direct time, it showed that I actually do complain. Mm-hmm. And whenever you continue to get punched and punch and punch, what's going to happen again, what's going to come out of you whenever you're getting beat up mm-hmm. so much, are you going to complain or are you going to turn the other cheek and be like, what else can you do? Like I have Jesus. And so I just complained about everything. I complained about my coworkers. I complained about the students. I complained about the leadership. And one day I had a breakthrough moment where I was going to Walmart to get some, it's silly, I was going to get like some gloves or something. And I turned on some Eddie James worship and I just began to just worship. So after I got the gloves, I was driving, I was going back to the dorm and I was listening to this song called Freedom. I was like, I'm just going to keep driving for a little bit. And so next thing you know, five minutes later, I pull into this church parking lot, this random church, and I'm just crying in my car, just worshiping the Lord. And then everything just quietens down. And so I had this moment where God just revealed to me solutions of what I need to do 
with my problems. One was I asked the Lord, how do I treat these students? Because they are getting on my nerves. <laughs> he said, well, you got to father them. Now, that sounds weird because as we we're talking about, I look like I'm 16 years old, you know, and it's not, it's not about being their dad. It's about giving them the father's love through God. Mm-hmm. And so whenever you love someone as a father, regardless of the age, you know, you're going to love them unconditionally, but also in a role of leadership, you're going to discipline them whenever they need to be disciplined. And so uh, that was just a big revelation to me. It was like, man, I got to actually look at them as I'm going to father them, love them, build them up, encourage them, and then also discipline them out of correction and love to where I want to see them grow up. And then I said, okay, now what about my coworkers? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I got some people that it seems like they don't really know how to be as organized and stuff, you know, and so I just complained a lot. And I feel like the Lord said, he told me, you got to treat them as friends. Yeah. Like, treat your coworkers as friends. How would you want to be fr- treated if you came into a new place or even an existing place? You're going to want to be welcomed. You're going to want to be lifted up and encouraged. And so treat them as your friends. You don't have to be buddy-buddy. You don't have to be super tight and close. You don't have to hang out with them after work or anything. But when you're around them, treat them as a friend. Love on them. I was like, wow. Okay. And I said, lastly, what about my leadership? You know, there's, there's some people here, man, and... And they seem kind of twisted, and then he's like, that's easy. Treat them as leaders. You're a leader. Don't you want to be honored and respected by uh, the ones that are underneath you? I was like, sounds so simple. So sometimes we need to be pushed to the limit to where we can get everything out, cry out to God, and he can say, hey, now I have you right where I want you. Let me sit you down, buddy, and let's talk. And (laughs) that Walmart job was probably the best thing that's ever happened Mm -hmm. to me, and I got clarity on what to do with my complaining so there's other events that led up to that but um, that was like the breakthrough moment that showed that okay I'm complaining about these things God what do I do about it and he gave me the answers and so instead of looking at people with the lens of selfishness because I want to get from them they should be treating me like this you should be doing this you should know better instead of looking at things from that perspective it's I just love you for who you are, and how can I help you out? So that's what I learned through the crushing. Um, We don't have to get into all the things that happened in it, but it was simply me learning that I complain a lot about things whenever things get tough. But turn that complaining into resolution. Turn that complaining into worship. Turn that complaining into encouragement, into joy. And uh, there's a verse right here. And I just want to read this because it has really pushed me and uh, catapulted me into a n- deeper level with the Lord. So it says, and not only that, this is Paul talking in Romans, Romans 5, chapter, chapter 5, verse 3. And not only that, but we also glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance, and perseverance character, and character hope. Now hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts and by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. And so I love that it says tribulations produce character and then it, perseverance and character then goes on to all that stuff. But lastly, it says hope and hope does not disappoint. Why does it not disappoint? Well, simply because we have eternal hope in Jesus Christ. So many times we're living for a temporary feeling mm-hmm. when we have an eternal joy and satisfaction. And the more we focus on temporarily, 
how things affect us, we're going to get a temporary, temporarily uh, reward, yeah. you know. But if we have our mindset on Christ, then I think we're going to get satisfaction through the Holy Spirit who fulfills. So I can keep going, but uh, y'all got more questions. Oh, yeah. So. <laughs> we got we got some we can fire away. And I like how you, you talked about Paul. And we, talk, we talked um, before this about there's kind of two aspects to, to crushing. And you can't just have one without the other. We also talked about um, the concept of denying yourself. Mm-hmm. It's embedded within the thought of crushing mm-hmm. is you must first say that I I have to put myself down. I have to back myself up right. so that I can go forward. Mm-hmm. What does that look like for you? Yeah, so Luke down 23, if anyone, if anyone must come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. Also, like Galatians 1.10 is another one of my favorite verses. Towards the ending of that verse, it says, if I were still trying to please people, I would not be a servant of Christ. And it really hits me because I used to be a people pleaser. You know, I didn't really step up as a leader in my life until my senior senior year of high school. And in college, that really started becoming a coming into fruition whenever I started earning leadership roles in the football team and things like that. So... All my life, it's been, how can I please this person? Because my parents left me whenever I was young. Uh, my brother and I were separated into different foster homes, and then we got adopted together, and then my aunt left me in college, and like all these things happened, so it was just like, I, I need approval. I'm seeking yeah. approval from someone. Like I need someone to notice me. And then when the scripture popped out that, hey, stop trying to please people. You have a Father in heaven who cares about you. Seek to please him. People will be brought into your life who care about you. If people don't want to be in your life, let that be, pray for them, love them. And then when the time is right, maybe relationships can be mended. And so um, denying yourself is simply (coughs) doing things out of your, sorry, not doing things out of your strength, but doing things out of the Holy Spirit's Mm -hmm. strength. Yeah, that's good. And so, so many times in life, uh, we want to do things out of our strength. It's Oh, I can do this. I have this gift. I have this talent. Uh, church hours. You know, maybe, you know, I've, I've learned how to play piano just last year. And so, you know, maybe it's, oh, I know how to play this key very well. Um, the difference in that denying yourself could simply be, well, thank you, God, for the anointing that you've given me, the gift that you've given me, the talent that you've given me. Let me give this to you instead of just using yeah. it only for my reward and my applause. How about... I give you the glory, the honor, and the praise, and let's do this together. So denying myself and saying this is all through you and for you. And, I mean, what that simply looks like is just, Lord, have your way. Yeah. Yielding to the Holy Spirit. That's a weird term. We've probably heard that before. Like, What does yield mean? But if you think of what yielding means, whenever you come up to a yield sign, you yield, you wait, and see if any cars pass by. With the Holy Spirit, you yield and wait for God to give you clarity and discernment on what you should do about the situation. Whenever we don't yield and we rush into things, we're doing it out of our own will, our own strength, our own passion, our own desires. And that's um, where the crushing comes into. It's just learning to deny yourself and say, man, I can't do this on my own. I need some type of help. So, yeah. Yeah. That's really good. Go ahead. 
Well, we, we also talked about discernment, and you, you mentioned it a little bit at the, the end. Where does discernment come into play in all this? Where does, you know, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to deny myself, but there also has to be that level of discernment in a daily walk, in, you know, the way you um, carry yourself, leading, because you, you're in a leadership position. So where does mm-hmm. discernment come in in that? Well, so I think all of us have been given a measure of discernment that we can grow ourselves. So whenever you're growing in the Lord as a Christian and you're working on saying, God, I want your will, your way, your promises, your provision. I don't want to do it on my own, not of my own strength. Your discernment goes up another level too. And so what that simply looks like is, um, I don't know, let's say if Jacob comes over here and he just starts cussing me out. I don't know why, but he is mad at me, and he's cussing me out. Well, in the flesh, I'm going to be offended. I'm going to be like, what's your problem, bro? Like, <laughs> you, got, you got a problem? Like, what's, what's going on? So in the flesh, my discernment is going to be, he is annoying. He's a punk. Like, yeah. uh, like let's, let's fight then. You, you want to call me that? So that's in the flesh. But your discernment on the spiritual side is simply going to be, What's going on with him? Yeah. Like, why, why is he acting that way? There has to be something going on with him for him to choose those words, for him to attack me like this. Father, I just pray. And then you just start yeah. loving on him right there. So you switch it from being offended to being, how can I love on that person? So discernment plays a huge role in just how you look at things. Yeah. Um, you talked about, like, you said, like, the flesh, like, the immediate reaction is always, like... Oh, for sure. Like, hey, brother, we really do got beef right now. And I think that um, sometimes that's so hard to combat. And, like, sometimes mm-hmm. that's so hard to battle because, like you said, it is a flesh. And, like, there's this thing I, um, my dad used to say it to me all the time. It's out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. It's in the Bible. Mm-hmm. My dad, like, really drove that into me. And I think that, um, like, when we talk about, like, combating that issue and, like, combating, like, speaking out of the flesh, it's like, you know, you have to be in the Word to be ready for those moments. Yeah, right. Like, you have to be in the Word, because if you're not filling your heart, if you're not filling what's inside you with what the Lord's trying to give you, then what's going to come out of you is what's of the world. Exactly. So, um, my question to you is, like, how how do you, like, combat those things, like, combat those moments? Because, like, dealing with students, you know, mm-hmm. there's not always going to be times where, like, they say the nicest things, or mm-hmm. they do they do the best things, and you've got to make leadership decisions, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, how do you drive yourself to, like... And I also want to add to that, too, a little story. You came up to me my freshman year of college. Maybe freshman or so early. You were a junior in high school when he was. No, I just kidding. You were you were out of college at this point, but you came up to me, and I remember you just like blank face looked me in the eye and you said, "You're stubborn." And I Facts. was like, "Facts." I was like, you still are. But but <laughs> if you knew me freshman year, yeah, and like even in that moment, like you were trying to help me. <clears throat> It may have not seemed like that to me. <laughs> but I was like, I was like, dang, this dude just call me stubborn, and it, it took like a serious like step back from me, and like, and that's something that changed my life. That was one of those radical moments that changed my life three years ago. I was like, dang, I, like I started evaluating myself on a daily basis. I was like, dang, I really am stubborn. Hmm. Um, I don't want to take away from his question, but like those, I mean, like sometimes what looks like someone attacking us is actually the exact opposite. Wow. as well yeah for sure um 
Yeah, I remember that now. <laughs> I, I forgot. Yeah, that, that was crazy. Sorry if I yeah, came jerk. off so strong. So <laughs> hold on, you really just like, walked up to him and said it? Yes, That's like all... like we were like having maybe uh, having a conversation. There's no other conversation. <laughs> you just saw not... him one day. And maybe I said something, and I was like. You know, he was trying to, like, say what he wanted to say. And I was like, no, fun. Like, that's not how it is. And he's like, you're so you're stubborn. Sounds like me on Twitter, like, bro. You're stubborn. Yeah. yeah. I, I can be straightforward, but, yeah. yeah. But it's important. But, like, yeah, for sure. I mean, how important is that? Right, right. Appreciate you saying that. So, um, <laughs> how to combat that? Man, I think Christianity is being more than doing. Yeah. Doing is the law in the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. And then in the New Testament, it's being by grace. Yeah. And so whenever people approach me in a twisted manner, whenever I have to deal with something that I want to act out on flesh, that I should be acting out like Christ, it's simply, what have I done in the secret place? Yeah. If I haven't mm-hmm. spent time in the secret place, then it's going to be exposed in the public place. Mm-hmm. So Say that if, again. if I haven't spent... <laughs> I don't even know what I said, but it's all <laughs> yeah, like, good. If I, um, whatever I've done, yeah, yeah whatever bad. I've done in the secret place is going to be exposed in the public place. That's good. Yeah. Because if I am praying, if I am in my word, if I'm worshiping the Lord, if I'm seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, then it's going to overflow in everything else I do. Yeah. But if I'm not, it's going to show my impatience with people whenever they come at me in a manner maybe they shouldn't, or maybe they should. You know, mm-hmm. and um, it's going to show, am I going to be offended or am I going to take that and use it for the benefit of me you know, to grow? Or if it's, you know, something that they shouldn't be doing, then am I going to use that as an opportunity to love them? Sometimes we look at problems as issues, but there was a wise guy one day. He said, it's not a problem, it's an opportunity. I was like, oh, that's very good. Sometimes problems are actually just opportunities for solutions. Yeah. So. Yeah, I would I would say that it's simply just being that person. Um, we can we can work on some stuff where we can do you know whenever someone comes at us a certain way, we're like okay, you know how do I how do I love this? You no, know, like what's something that can trigger my mind to uh, make sure I don't le- lash out on them? But in the process of that, make sure that we're reading our word, make sure we're getting absorbing this and letting this transform our life. Make sure we're praying to God and. You know, doing whatever we can do to seek him and to put him first. That way, whenever that happens, we were not even just thinking. We we're just being love. Yeah. We're just being love. And we're like, you know, so I would say that. That's good. Good and question. Just. That was a good question. I got to work on that in basketball court because I like snapping at people. Like whenever they snap at me, yeah. like my, first thing, my first reaction is always talk back. I've never been like, oh, that's good. But like last, like we even played last, last night. night. Yeah. We played last night and one of my buddies, one of my good friends, we call him Juice. He actually works here. Oh yeah, Man, you know Juice. Yeah, yeah Robert so, Hill. <laughs> yeah, so Juice, uh, he he said something to me. He kept leaving me, and I was like, and I, I finally hit one. I was like, Juice, like don't leave me open, bro. Like that's just mm-hmm. not what you're supposed to do. He's like, you ain't hit three all night. Yeah. Yeah. And after the timeout, I was like, Juice, I love you. I was like, I just want yeah. you to know, I love you. But sometimes that's, that's our first yeah. like triggers, just like to, it's like, a snap, snap back. immediately. Yeah. And like that's like a, like somebody I consider a friend. Like I enjoy being around Juice. And I was like, dang, like, I'm really like coming at Juice right now. Oh, yeah. so it was serious. Yes, yeah, I was. Yeah. I was upset. Like, oh. I was really upset. <laughs> And then somebody somebody traveled last night. He was a student for outreach named Israel named Izzy, and I, he traveled. I started calling him Happy Feet, and then Aww, Brandon dude. was like, yeah, yeah. "I was like, I'm yeah. just joking. I promise." But yeah, I gotta work on that for sure, mm-hmm. for sure. And as we we come to like a final thought right here, um, we had Layton on a 
couple episodes ago, and he talked about something. I want to get um, I want to get your your boy. thoughts on this. Yeah, Layton's awesome. He did a great yeah, job. He's dope. He talked about the the five ways the enemy will try to to attack us, and one of his things he had five P's, and one of his P's were performance. Mm. And the way he kind of went about it, he talked about um, okay, I can look at myself and I can like see what I'm doing. And it, it would be easy for you, too, because you talked about the hardships and you've, like, came out of that hardship and now you're seeing, like, you're seeing growth. You're seeing, mm-hmm. like, you know, your your fruits are bearing. And, yeah. But it would be easy to look at yourself and say, dang, like, I'm really doing this. Like, mm. it's popping off. Like, it's looking good. But where does that discernment come with that, like, with yeah. your performance? Wow. Uh, performance, man, that is – I think I was thinking about that when I was driving mm-hmm. here. Uh, there's another, I listen to a lot of people, and this one preacher I listen to, he really hits on being performance-driven. And we got to make sure that we're being presence-driven more than we're performance-driven, meaning cultivating the presence of God, abiding in Jesus Christ. Because if we're abiding in Christ, everything else comes from that. But if we're not, again, if we're doing things out of our own strength, out of our own will, then we're going to go performance-driven, and we're going to do things out of the flesh. And so, as I'm growing right now, as I'm in a season of advancement, you know, where uh, things still happen. So, I'm still going through trials, mm-hmm. but I handle them differently. Yeah. So, it's not that they've really stopped. It's just my eyes have been open to it. So, how do I handle that instead of being prideful, you know, being, uh, being performance-driven and saying, Oh, look at me. I've made it through. It's remaining humble. Because that's what God is trying to do in the crushing. Yeah. He wants you to realize that you must depend on me. If you can depend on him and surrender everything to him, then you can flow in the spirit and you'll start to grow in wisdom and discernment and uh, you'll walk in the will of the Lord. If we want to know what the will of the Lord is for our life. We want guidance and direction. Yield to him, surrender to him, and we'll live presence-driven life rather than a performance-driven life not seeking to please man but to please god so yeah it's really as simple as like humbling yourself on the side of the lord and like he will lift you up and i said the same thing to Layton. we're talking about a lecrae song that i the one line stuck with me i can't remember any other line from the song it says if i do this by myself i'm scared that i'll succeed oh you're right i like no longer trusting you only trust in me mm-hmm. and that's always stuck with me like what you touched on just kind of really shines a light on that um mm-hmm. First of all, thank you so much for thank coming. Yeah, man, awesome. appreciate we appreciate your you ministry, what you do for Church Outreach. And I can't wait to see what you do like yeah. down the road, man. I'm like in full support of you. Yeah, it's been cool. I haven't ever really had to like sit down and talk to you, so this has been neat to like have this conversation and be around you. So, um, yeah, thanks for coming. Appreciate uh, y'all. And that's a wrap for the Kingdom Advance podcast. All right.